just like completely do the theme tune beatboxed in that style? That would be really cool. Fighting death in human horse, Thorson tried to kill them all. They escaped the vile moor. Now polyamory stored. Polyamory! <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Stone Monkey Radio's roleplay series, Polyarmory. I'm Jane Eris Magnet, and I am the mistress of this dungeon. Joining me to be spanked until they scream the safe word, which today is fondant. Yeah. <laughs> Our editor of Let's Play Video Games and co-host of the podquisition, Laura Kate Dale. I'm suddenly wondering what I got myself in for. <laughs> and uh, editor-in-chief of Indie Haven and Jaffa Meister, George Johnson. Hello. I am happy about what I got myself in for. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll start with you, Laura. Tell us a bit about yourself and your character. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Laura. I do a bunch of writing about video games on the internet, and I will be playing... Brilmara Ironthor, who is a dark dwarf or a Duragar, depending on which uh, whichever way you want to refer to them. Um, I am a playing a warlock with a criminal background and a chaotic evil alignment, although I'm not a big fan of alignments and I think that they're a guiding point that should probably be ignored as characters develop. Um, so a little bit of like background descriptive stuff. Um, Brilmara is a short female grey dwarf tattooed head to toe in eldritch markings, denoting her exile for interacting with the eldritch arts, which is always a fun background to give a character. Uh, bright red hair, slightly frail by dwarven standards, uh, dark black eyes. Should I be saying more than this, or uh, I, I don't know how much you want me to say at this stage? I think that probably do fair. There is one particular aspect that uh, you haven't mentioned yet. Oh, Quite an important yeah. aspect. Uh, yeah, she has uh, autism, and we're going to be running a homebrew autism uh, rule set for D&D 5th edition from Sleepy Spoonie on Tumblr. Excellent, and I'm looking forward to trying a slightly different mechanic. Um, so, George, tell us about who you are and what well, you do. Um, I am a, um, a video games journalist and political commissar who uh, violently <laughs> mashes communism into video games and talks about how it makes sense on YouTube and on my personal website. Uh, I'm going to be playing Madame Valerie, who's a half-orc. Uh, she was found on the steps of an orphanage uh, with the tag that simply read Valerie, uh, which is how she got her first name. Um, her only name, in fact. She doesn't have a family name. Um, and she had a bit of a tough time in that orphanage because she was green and had tusks and other people didn't have those bits. Um, so when she grew up, she decided that the Underdark would be a perfect place for her to live because everyone there was a bit different, and she made her way there. Excellent. So, if anyone would like to tweet at us, we can be found at polyarmorysmr, or use the hashtag polysmr. And without further ado, I will whisk you away to Mordtown in the Underdark. You arrive tired, hungry, and short on equipment... They're just the two of you and your partner, your lover, your tiny cobbled friend, uh, Thrall. You've been directed to the local employment bureau where you now stand, and behind the desk sits a young half-orc who appears to be staring at something in her hand and smiling. She does not appear to notice you. Hello. Oh, hello. Can I help? 
Well, I would think so. We're probably not here unless there's something you can do to help. Um, we're looking for jobs. Probably shouldn't have to explain that to you, I, would, I wouldn't think. Oh, you want a job? Um, we've not got a lot going at the moment. Um, we're pretty desperate. Oh, pretty desperate. Do you um, have any no, problem? You're, you're, shh, you're not meant to tell them we're pretty desperate. <laughs> that puts Honestly, us in a very bad policy. It puts us in a very bad position for getting good jobs. <laughs> I've been, I've been out of the, um, I've been out of the job hunting circuit for a while. Sorry, uh, a little bit rusty. I suppose I'll get the forms. <sighs> she pulls out some forms, a quill, and ink. So, um, how did you get here then? Well, uh, when um, when Valerie went into the Underdark, um, she needed to find somewhere to work. And um, the easiest place to get a job was at um, the Eager Wenches brothel. Uh, and um, while she was working there, she made friends with all of the all of the other girls. Um, but um, she and everyone else working there um, lived under a sort of tyrannic rule of the owner named Scrum, who exploited the girls, uh, didn't give them enough pay... Um, and the patrons were free to do as they pleased without consequence, which was obviously quite awful. Um, it reached a point where she had enough, and over a period of a few years, she gained the trust of the brothel owner, uh, had a small sum of wealth accumulated through um, putting aside some wages and stealing from the other patrons, um, and she used her little spoken powers um, to charm Scrum, into signing a contract, turning the rights of the brothel over to her. Um, and after own, um, claiming ownership of the brothel um, and using the comfortable sum of wealth that she'd obtained, um, she um, changed very much changed up how the business worked. Um, she gave the girls equal pay and part ownership of the brothel. Um, she let them um, um, just switch to dancing if they wanted to, if they weren't comfortable with anything else. Um gave them all very comfortable living quarters, um, priority safety over the enjoyment of the patrons. Um, they were no longer under this this wretched eyeing grip of this of this nasty bastard scrum. Uh, and they were all a lot happier for it. And she also renamed um, the brothel. Uh, no longer was it the Eager Wenches brothel. It turned into Madame Valerie's Working Girls Cooperative. Um, and she ran that business very successfully for about five years. Uh, a lot of experience of success um, met her and who she considered now her family, all of the working girls there. Uh, one evening, um, she was strolling back from visiting a home client um, and um, found a weak little kobold on the street who was all beaten up. Um, so she took she took the little kobold back to the cooperative, um, nursed them back to health, and uh, he was given work as a waiter and as Valerie's personal consensual slave. Um, hey, to hey, which he, yeah, I know. Uh, to which uh, he found a lot of enjoyment and appreciation, and was named Thrall. Oh. Um, another three years passed, and on a particularly busy day at the cooperative, um, Thrall brought Valerie's attention to a dwarf, uh, making their way around the club and pickpocketing patrons. Um, she reminded her of her old days thieving on the streets, um, and then again under Scum's exploitation. Uh, and Valerie decided to take pity on her and taught her ways to improve her, quite frankly, sloppy sleight of hand. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, I wasn't that bad. You were quite bad. Um, uh, that was Brilmara, and Valerie and Thrall um, and Brilmara grew romantically attached, um, and the relationship grew into a trio. Um, everything was 
Perfect. Dum dum dum. Yeah. You make that dun 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 sound as if something's going to go wrong for this perfect setup, that nothing is wrong. But then everything changed. <gasps> oh, I knew there was a turn coming. There is. On the 10th anniversary of the co option of the brothel, Scrum, still with a grudge, and with the backing of those less progressively minded in the city council, issued a cease and desist. And so, for the past three days, there has been a siege going on at Madame Valerie's Working Girls Club Cooperative. You have all been boarding yourselves in to stop from being torn from your home, many of you to be sold back into slavery if Scrum has his way. And so it is that you've all gone to bed as normal. You're fairly certain that uh, they just can't be bothered at night. Everything will be safe and sound. And so there you sleep safe, tucked up in your beds, just prepared for another day tomorrow of sitting behind the the barriers, basically just drinking yourself stupid. So, how how do you sleep, the three of you? In a really big bed. In a really big bed. bed. I'm imagining not in your armour. I was a little Um, unsure of the question at first. I was like, are, are you just looking for, like, we sleep well? Sleep was good. It's like no, no, no. We 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 take all our clothes off and get into a bed. That's that's Excellent. generally okay, what so people do. So you take do all of your situations. clothes off and get into bed. And mm. so it is in the dead of night, in the distance. Oh God! You hear I've the sounds. Re- <laughs> Sorry, I've just realised you, you, you. We're gonna have to fight something naked or something, aren't we? Oh no! <laughs> it's it's like. That's a really weird question to ask if we take our, our armour off before getting into bed. Of course we do. Oh shit, that's a DM question. Thank you. I, can I change my answer? I, I, no. I sleep fully armoured. <laughs> no metagaming this, sorry. <laughs> and so, in the middle of the night, you're woken by a furiously panicking thrall. Now, thrall, for the listeners, is non-verbal. So we three between us will be co-playing this character. I will have final say on whether or not he can do a thing. But largely he is quite nervous and, uh, and, and non-verbal. So you awake, he's violently shaking you. You are all naked in bed. And I present you with a choice. You may gather up all of your things, collect yourselves in a timely fashion, and depart through the window. Or you can wake the girls and you can grab one item each. Oh no. Oh yes. Oh, they're your girls, they're your family. I'm going to I'm going to wake the girls, obviously. I they they are my family. I want to warn them that something is coming. Okay. I will I will go with you. But I'm not gonna lie. If I was sleeping alone, my instinct would have been just jump out the window naked. Just, just off I go, weapon That's in fine. hand, off I sprint. But uh, fine, I'm coming with you. So, as as part of your uh, autistic uh, panicking, you are in a critical stress situation, Laura. So I think you have to give us a wisdom saving throw for that. Uh, yep, wisdom saving throw. Right, where is my wisdom? Uh, what am I trying to beat? Because uh, you're trying increases. to beat, we'll make this, we'll make this a nice easy one. Uh, ten. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, all good. <gasps> oh no, <laughs> that's not terribly good. So you take a stress point. 
I have one stress point. Okay. I mean, it's uh, quite understandable given the situation. Yeah. Should I give a brief overview of like how this yes, homebrew system works? So the short version is, I have to make a wisdom saving throw anytime that I encounter an exceptionally stressful situation as deemed by the DM. Uh, each time, like... Each time until I've had a long rest, the DC that I have to beat will increase, which makes it harder to not get that stress point. If I get three points of stress, I get disadvantage on skill checks relating to my highest ability score. And if I get five, I go into meltdown and there are things we do about that. But basically, high stress situations are a thing that uh, Brilmar is not great with. And it makes sense that right now this is quite a high-stress situation. This is a high-stress situation, I will give you that. So, would you like to grab your weapons, a bag, some food, your armour? What'll it be? If we don't pick the armour as our one thing, are we going naked? No, I I will assume that you have some, some basic body gatherings. Okay, I take my weapon. Okay. I'm going to take my whip. Okay, weapons all round. And what would you like the boy to take? Um, I'd like the boy to take, like, spare pants, just in case. Right, that sounds like something the boy would do. Okay, so you wake the girls. Mm-hmm. You manage to make your way out quite safely as you make it onto the streets in the far, di- well, the fairly near distance, actually. There are sounds of explosions and battle, and you can see people throwing spells left and right everybody decides the best thing to do is to escape to the nearest surface gate and make their way to Groibon which is across the plains and a place of safety it's a big town in the underdark that everyone knows will be safe so you make your way up to the gate up to the overworld once you are out into the world, the girls decide that it would be safest for you rather than traveling as one large group that they will go Uh, as one party and you will go as a separate party they indeed may split up into separate parties themselves because traveling as large group of uh, under dark dwellers as you are would not be very safe and so on the second day you come across a caravan and it appears that there are just two actors they have a certain actory vibe about them they're just sitting there around their campfire uh, cooking a, a, a some, some sort of meat by the smell of it and and you're desperately hungry since none of you packed any food shit so my my dark dwellers what are you going to do watch and learn i walk over to the um the two actors um and the nearest one to me i cast charm person mm-hmm. give us a brief explanation for the listeners at home please um uh, charm person is an enchantment spell that allows me to attempt to charm a humanoid I can see within range. That humanoid has to make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, it's charmed by me until an hour duration, or if I do something to harm the person, and they will regard me as a friendly acquaintance. That's jolly nice of them. Isn't it just? Mm. Well then, I believe you have to uh, make that roll. I will. I'm crossing my fingers. What did we get? What did we get? Oh, oh no. Oh bless. Oh, oh no. So he's not charmed and he knows that you attempted to charm him. And he's <sighs> sudden uh, are you both visible or did it was it just you that stepped out of the Oh I stayed hidden. This this was not my not my thing to to deal with. Shit. Valerie the Half Orc <laughs> <laughs> You are presented with suddenly two panicking actors. 
who take up the nearest stones to them and start throwing them at you. Uh, let's have a uh, dexterity saving throw of your own. Oh, bugger. Um, <laughs> it's times like these I wish I could blow on virtual dice. Um, <laughs> dexterity saving throw. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ten. Okay, um, um, that's not brilliant. <laughs> so not, take 1d4 right damage, now. please. 1d4, sorry? 1d4 damage. Oh, okay. You're being stoned to death. Oh, no. Mm. Okay. Um, I'll give you advantage on that. I appreciate this. Excellent. So you can take it. Take a single damage. Well done. Ow! Yeah, it's just just take the one. I think the one the the, the crit success there was that. So I'm putting yeah. you on six. So uh, are the other two going to help at all? Uh, I reckon you've got this. Okay. We're supposed to be romantically attached. Would 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 Thrall help? Would you like some help from Thrall? Boy, six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm mildly stressed. I'm gonna leave you to this one. Okay, and and with the command boy sick, he charges towards them, runs around and up the back of the the first actor that cast a stone that hit you, bites into their neck, and produces just an absolute geyser of blood. The other person looking at him starts screaming and desperately trying to run away, getting away, falling on his way and smashing his face on a rock on the path. He gets up, a bloody-nosed, and runs as far as he can. The boy, meanwhile, is still chomping away at the other person's neck. Blood is arcing out and splashing over everything. Uh, let's have another stress roll for you, Laura. How far away is the other person? The other person is, is legging it as fast as they can. Their speed is 25. Yeah, this whole, like, me staying out the way to avoid a high-stress situation thing didn't really pan out for me, did it? Didn't really work, no. Uh, four t- 14. Excellent, you did very well there. Hooray! <laughs> I'm going to attempt to grapple the person running away with my whip. Let's see your whip strike, then. Okay, yeah, so that will be... Hit points, very little. Yes, okay, you've whipped somebody to death I no we meant to grapple them nope that's that's slashing damage Th- that whip's pretty powerful i can grapple this. with my whip can i i thought i could do that everybody's dead george no <laughs> this is this why is be, no, be very careful about explaining your intentions to the dm i said grapple i said grapple <laughs> And now everybody's dead. So, there is blood on the road, which is somewhat scaring the horse that is attached to the caravan. Oh, no. You have yourself a a small campfire and um, some possibly roasting meat. Yes. (laughs) Didn't take long, did it? No. Oh, God. (laughs) There's no changing what we've done now. Get in the caravan and let's go. Are you going to have some, some roasted meat? Are you going to look through the caravan, perhaps? We'll take the roasted meat, we'll put it in the back of the mm-hmm. caravan, we'll take the caravan, and off we go. Okay, so you trot off in the caravan, and over the next couple of days. Uh, now, I believe some of you have particular sight issues with being in the overworld during the daytime. Sunlight sensitivity, yes it is. Oh, me? It you. I had no idea I had sunlight sensitivity off the top of my head for visibility. Disadvantage on attack rolls when, uh, and wisdom perception checks uh, that rely on sight. It's okay. I think you're doing okay. Suffice to say, you're a bit squinty out here during the daytime. I'm just uh, sort of having to just like squeeze my eyes a bit and be like, I mm. think I can see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. 
I will allow that. Um, so do you want to have a have a look through the caravan at all? Yep, let's have a look through the back of the caravan. Let's have a gander. Okay, let's okay. let's have some perception. Uh, perception. Hey, there we go. Okay. 18. Uh, 15, because you have disadvantage during the day. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, 15. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, yep. So, for, for 16 and 15, I will let you, if you would like, to pick out something interesting from the back of here. If you find a nice costume or a particular item that you would like. Hmm. What kind of things are there that we found? What well, they're, describe they're, some of them? They're, they're actors, so they they would have sort of costumes for things. There might be some uh, some set weaponry. Um, almost certainly all all sort of suitable for a con, uh, but probably not for actual fighting. I was rather hoping you wouldn't take your weapons, and we're going to end up with the con con safe <laughs> weapons from the back of the caravan. Oh. Oh, such is life. I have to I'm let you have sorry. your real weapons. See, no one would have died, but you picked your weapons. I'm sorry. (laughs) We make mistakes. We all make mistakes, okay? I'm sorry. Um, By the way, you may each have had a long rest. Hey. Since it's now several days later. Excellent. Does that mean I recover my hit points? You can recover your hit points. Excellent. At some point, you have all fallen asleep at the rains. Oh, as a point, uh, by taking a long rest, my stress reduces by one. Indeed. Hooray! Yay! So everyone's basically back to where they started. But yeah. tired and hungry for the fact that you've been on the road for six days and there's been no food. Somewhat exhausted. And at some point, the horse just grinds to a halt, stops, you are all asleep. And somebody has stolen your horse. You are, however, on the far side of the plains from where you started, and you see, very near you, by lucky happenstance, a gate down to the underworld, which you as underworld dwellers would very readily recognise. Well, shit! And so you you head down into the Underdark, and you find yourself in Mordtown. It is a bit moss icely, to be honest. Oh, nice. (laughs) It's, 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 It's unpleasant. It's a bit grotty. There's quite a lot of litter on the streets. You are walking through this strange town when you hear a sort of a low-level screech from a side alley. Oh, uh, I'm going to investigate. Going to investigate that. So as you get closer, you see uh, a strange white-blue light from just around the corner. And as you get closer still, you see uh, a cobbled standing up from the floor and um, sort of straighten themselves off and pick up a, a, a small black shiny object, place it into their pocket, and, and walk off uh, towards the your end of the alleyway. Oh. And they give you a sort of a, what are you looking at? Um, are you going to let that pass? What are you looking at? Can I make an intimidation check? Oh, please do. Ooh. Okay, 14 for intimidation. Yep. Um, it's like, yeah, all right, whatever, whatever, mate. And, and attempts to kiss his teeth really badly because it's just how he rolls. Wow. Um, and uh, he shoves you, but but sort of only a little bit. Clearly, he's still quite up himself, but uh, and perhaps a little intimidated, mm. but not past his own natural levels of bravado. And he scurries off down the street, and uh, Thrall glares at him ever so slightly. 
Oh. See on the floor a small purse. Interested? I'm going to take a look at the purse. Okay. You open the purse and you find two gold and two silver. Oh, nice. Well, that's some that's some currency. So what would be your next priority? Um, Bear in mind you haven't eaten in a day or so. You're quite tired. Well, we have money now. I've noticed this. Um, which means we can probably use that money to buy food would be my logical step. So um, I'd say... Um, You'd like something to eat? Yes. I, <laughs> I'd i say we should maybe definitely, Romaro, Thrall and I, head out of this alleyway and try and find somewhere that will sell us food for relatively cheap. And when I say relatively cheap, I mean any form of sustenance. Very well. Laura, are you up for, up for some food? Food sounds like a fantastic idea. I think that this is definitely a priority. Excellent. So you make your way back out onto the main street. You're walking along past the uh, past the gate. You see a, a, a closed-up shop um, marked with uh, two crossed axes and a pie pie symbol, um, and it has uh, three stripes uh, across the uh, across the back of that. One in blue, one in red, and one in black. And it is labelled as the Poly Armory. Ooh! But it's all shut. It looks like quite a fancy establishment, though. Uh, well, it looks like a um, possibly a pawn shop. Um, hmm. It's it's a bit difficult to tell. Um, but uh, as I say, it's all shut up at the moment. Okay. Um, and across from this, uh, not not far down the street, you see a uh, swinging red sign that adver- advertises Daru's Fried Rat. Daru's Fried Rat. Daru's Fried Rat is just down the road, and outside you see maybe five or six small kobolds wearing hooded robes that only come down to about their waists, and they're sort of just chatting and having a bit of banter between each other, shoving each other about. A couple of them are just snogging in a corner. Um, do you fancy a bit of rat? Well, see, I, I'm I'm up for a bit of rat, because I was suggesting we, we, we go and hunt some vermin anyway, so... If we can have some that's nicely fried and we don't have to hunt down, that works fine by me. If it's suit- if it's suitably fried, then I'm going to eat it. Very well. You head to Darius Fried Rat, shove your way past the small, annoying, uh, uh, cobbled children. The rambunctious youths. Rambunctious youths, indeed. They all seem to be staring, at, or most of them, apart from the two that are snogging, um, staring at, at small glowing things in their hands um and and sort of they vaguely jostle you as you as you walk in uh you make your way inside and are just hit full in the face by the smell of uh seasoning and spices oh. and and grease so much grease oh. and standing behind the counter you see a high elf oh. named chris according to his name badge uh, and his name badge also declares him a level one lobby ranger. <laughs> uh, he appears to be wearing one of those, um, you know, like the cosplay t-shirts. Mm. Uh, it has a design on it that makes it look like he's wearing armour, but it is simply a, a cotton shirt that he's wearing. Okay. Um, in Also standing just uh, near the door is a large security golem. Um, doesn't appear to pay you any particular mind. It's just there to keep an eye, I think, possibly on the children outside. That's that's all right then. Um, I um, 
I very confidently and very hastily walk up to the counter. I lean with one elbow on the counter, um, my legs sort of crossed um, towards Chris, and I say, Hello? Um, Chris? Chris? Hi, Chris. Um, I would like to buy some fried rats. What can you do for me? Hello, welcome to Darius Fried Rat. <laughs> How can I help you today? Please have a look at the menu. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'll um. I'll just have. I'll just have a look at the. Oh, I like how it popped up on roll twenty. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look at the menu. Is is it bad that I wanted to just from the background just shout like we're buying it with definitely not stolen money? No. Sh- <laughs> shut up. Right. Um. I don't think I'm allowed to care about things like that. What? I just have to take money and put it in the till and not touch it myself. Okay. Uh, how much money do we have? Uh, you have two gold and two silver. Mm. Um, right. Oh, okay. A lot of this is very affordable with our budget, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, uh, Bromara, Bromara, mm-hmm. Hun, come here. Come here, look at the menu. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Does anything take your fancy? Hmm. I don't know. I'm still looking. There's a lot of very there's a lot of very nice looking food. Yeah. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the gluttony meal, Ooh, but can, I am as well. Can we afford gluttony meals? Well, um we have two we have we have gold. That will cover the um the two lots of five silver. I, I'm really bad with the economy. I don't know how many silver or gold is worth, etc. Okay, so the economy is um uh, uh, so, uh, one copper is ten silver. Uh, sorry, ten silver is ten copper is one silver. Yeah. Ten silver is one gold. Okay, so we have two gold and two silver. Yes. And you could get gluttony meals <gasps> with dessert uh, for a mere eighteen silver, Ooh. which will leave you with two th- uh, four silver. Okay, I think we get gluttony meals and dessert. I mean, right now that's immensely tempting. This sounds very tempting. This might help uh, a certain someone get over the fact that they recently murdered someone. Having a good meal might yeah. help. Chris, can I call you Chris? Please do. That is my name. I'll call you Chris. Ever since I was first abducted and brought to this horrible place. I beg your pardon? We're, we're all literal slaves. And uh, elven resources just take us when we're children and tie us up here and we're just left here forever. Um. They always go for elves because we live longer. We didn't ask for your life story. We asked for Sorry. gluttony meals. Which? What would you like with your gluttony meal? Or chief burger? Three pieces of original recipe rat? Or six frisky strips? Can I get the six frisky strips? <laughs> and what would you like, madam? Out of character. I think I need to take like a willpower check or something. Um... A willpower <laughs> check? To not immediately free the slaves. <laughs> Remember, she did start a workers' cooperative. Yeah, uh, I had a feeling that this might happen. Oh no! I just want my gl- I just want my mystery gift. <laughs> well, and I've not I've not reacted yet. We're we're, we're waiting to see if I can't not. <laughs> There's a security golem standing behind you that might have a thing to say if you start trying to free the staff. That's, yeah, like sweet fuck. Um. Can you can you start by having a workers' cooperative of stomachs where you free the stomachs from tyranny by getting them gluttony meals, please? Well, I feel like I definitely need to some, take some kind of willpower check to, to, to because this is going to be hard. It's going to be hard not to free these slaves. What what kind of check would that be? 
Is there a reward? Um, Does fifth edition have a willpower check? I think um, I'll gi- I'll give you a wisdom check because you're trying to work out how dumb this idea is. Mm. <laughs> I don't want. I'll 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 let you have that okay. one. Okay. I'll I'll let you say I'll let you stay safe because I'd really not like to start this series with a total party wipe. No. <laughs> Young Durigan, you're having the frisky strips, and and for you, madam. Can I have two gluttony meals, please? What would you like with your gluttony meal, madam? I would like uh, three pieces of original recipe rat. Um, and for the kobold? The kobold will have... This shouldn't be this difficult of a choice. <laughs> I care about my little thrall. Oh, is this the most we've laboured over a choice so far? Oh, what do we feed no, the thrall? What do you want for dinner? A double rat fillet burger. <laughs> Typical Polly family. <laughs> Where should we go for dinner? Well, now we're fucked forever. <laughs> so, uh, a double is that one of each? For thrall. Mm, uh, that doesn't come in the gluttony meal, I'm afraid, uh, madam. What? Oh, yes, of course, sorry. I'm afraid that doesn't come. You can have a War Chief burger, three pieces of original recipe rat, or six frisky strips. Okay, um, one gluttony meal with three original recipe rat, and one gluttony meal with a War Chief burger. Would you like dessert with that for an extra nine copper? Um, I think I'll pass for now, actually. Thanks. I'm having dessert. You can have dessert. Thank you. Oh, you're going to make me count things. I'm yeah, I'm going to make you do maths, DM. I was trying to keep Get track used of everything, to it. but it got really it's hectic. It's game of we... maths. I, I'd calculated for if everyone had dessert or if everyone did not have dessert. <laughs> but we've decided that some of us will have to... Is the boy... Is the... Is they're all having dessert? Okay, so one with... One with... One without. Laura, will, will the boy be having dessert? I think the thrall should have dessert. Thrall should have dessert, so it's not okay. six. Uh, 17 silver and one copper, please. Yeah, I'll give you the two gold. And Chris hands you two silver and nine copper in change. Okay, so we now have four silver and nine copper. So for your free art, for your free mystery gifts, would you like a red, a yellow, or a green? It's like the ending of Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Except these choices matter. Oh. Let's go green, <laughs> green. <laughs> Green? Okay, one green. Um, I'm going to have a red. Please don't open the red ones in the shop. Uh, okay. Please just wait until you get outside. Okay. okay. Thank you. Don't mention it. So, one green, one red, and should we have a yellow for the boy? Just to... Yeah, let's get one, one of each. That'd be nice. We'll do uh, green first. Laura, if you could roll me a d12. Ten. Okay, for number ten, you get a um, a small resin figure, <gasps> quite badly painted. Um, it, it, it looks vaguely heroic, but also it is a, a sneering orc with its arms crossed, and on its back is slung a battle axe, and its feet are maybe gold rings. It's it's not very well made. That is adorable. I will pop that in your character sheet. George, if you could roll 20, please. Oh, but see, I'm not opening mine yet because we're not outside the shop, so I don't know what's in there yet. It's Very well. It's going to be an well. exciting surprise. If you, can, if, you can, if you can add a red capsule to your uh, to your um, treasures then, well. please. And the boy, uh, would who would like to roll 20 for the boy? I will. Right, one number six. Okay. Inside the boy's uh, capsule... 
is a, uh, a, a on a small pendant that looks a bit like a coiled poop. Oh, uh, on on a, a small uh, flimsy leather thong, very 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 thin leather. Um, wow. Also, Laura, the the boy seems very curious about that that small resin figure that you have. Do you want to have the resin figure? He. He offers you his his um poop necklace. Oh, okay, fine. I'll in exchange. Tra- oh, I was gonna let you just have it, but okay, we'll trade for the poop necklace. There you go. Oh, that's fair. Right. Okay. So we do you want to add the poop necklace to your uh, uh your collection? Yes, please. So of course. There's one other thing I forgot to mention. The boy already has a necklace on of his own. Valerie, you will have noticed this because you read orc. Oh, it is the orc symbol for home. Oh, I don't know how I've not noticed this before. Make a f- you, yeah, you've probably noticed before. It's, it's almost like the DM only just highlighted no, I, its uh, existence to you. Never really thought about it though. Well, make of that what you will. I'll let you do some homework between episodes. Okay. So, are you gonna eat him? Um, yes. There, there, there is a a, a niceish lobby. Okay. It's a little bit of barbecue sauce on the walls, but um. For the most part, it's clean in there. You can eat your meals, enjoy yourselves. Um, so this will count as a long rest. Had you not already had one long rest or got in any of the other many and various fights that I was going to throw at you, I think you, oh you've done okay. That's all right then. So um, this would have counted as a, as, a, as a rest I would have allowed you to have. Although, um, let's have nice constitution saving throws to see if you can keep it all down. <laughs> it's not good quality food. Uh, no, it's okay. It was a it was it was a five pass rate. Oh, good. I'll let you have that one. Do you say constitution? Constitution, please. Nineteen. Hey, look at you. you Polish that off like a boss. It's uh, it's and fabulously right delectable. Like fucking champion. It is. Yeah, you burp richly. Swallow it down, bones and nice. all. Um, and the boy keeps it down just fine as well. There we go. Excellent. And so you enjoy your meals. Now you are in a strange town. Homeless. Somebody's stolen your horse. Um, you might want to look for some employment, I suppose. Some way of earning more money than what you find on the floors in alleyways. Considering the name of this campaign, it might be worth us, you know, inquiring about a certain building we may have passed earlier that was highlighted to our attention. Or you might want to go back to the beginning of the flashback. Oh, where we go to the uh, the job place that will hopefully send yeah, us there. What are you there. talking That's... about, Bromora? What's a campaign? <laughs> let's, let's go. What is campaign? Let, let's go find out if there's a job centre in the town. I, I walk up to the counter again of the uh, of the place. Hi, Chris. Did you change your mind about the dessert? Um, no, we didn't. No, no, we were all right with it. Um, I okay. just wanted to ask you. Um, is there somewhere in in this town that we can find employment? Oh, there's the employment bureau just at the far end of town. Oh, lovely! Thank you very it's much. It's the very large building. Splendid! Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Have a nice day. Thank you for visiting Darius. Please come again. Bye. Blows a kiss. Um, fucks off. Oh, somebody likes me for the first time in my life. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I made that much sadder than I intended. <laughs> Oops. Um, I hope somebody's keeping track of the money, by the way. 
I'm, assu- I'm assuming George oh, yeah, is on top of, of it because you, yeah. yeah, you okay, paid for good, stuff. Good, I'm good. letting you keep keep on top of that. Okay, George, George is in charge of your money worries. That's fine. Mm. Okay, the the camera zooms in onto your faces and pans back out, and there you are standing in the employment bureau. And the young lady says that was an incredible, <laughs> that was an incredibly long story. So um, yeah, there is one job going. Uh, you don't have a problem with half ogres at all, do you? Um, not that I know of. Well, um, there is is one job going. It's um considered. Well, some people don't like her because she's a bit different. Um, but there 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 is a job going over at the uh, the poly armory. Um, if you wanna head over there, open in tomorrow. I'm sure they'll uh, they'll sort you out. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, uh, good, good good luck with the Arfoga. <laughs> and so you bumble around on the edge of town until the next morning. Oh, but but is there a pub? Oh, you want to go to the pub? I really need a drink. Okay. You really need a drink with your remaining four copper. A really cheap drink, uh, but I would I could use one. Let, let me even work out if I think you could afford. Can you drink? Okay, yeah. You might be able to afford like the runoff from like you know when you pour a pint and some of it spills over into like the that little tray under where you pour me. the pint. Maybe you can just drink the runoff in that little I'll tray. Dr- I'll, I'll just drink out of the tap tray. So you uh, head uh, two doors down, where you passed a, a quiet-looking tavern. It's quite, it's quite it's middle of the night at this stage. Luckily, Daru's is twenty-four hours. Oh, good. And apparently, so is the job center. Um. <laughs> You head into the uh, bar, which is uh, labelled by the swinging sign with the uh, f- mug of beer on the sign as Ganley's. Ganley's. Uh, Ganley's is is darkly lit. It's a proper pub. Um, there's a vague sense of of uh, smell of smoke in the air. Um, there's the smell of slightly off ale where it's sort of dried on the floor. Um, there's a few questionable stains that suggest that perhaps there's been a, a few barbarals in here and blood of, of various species has uh, at some point stained the wood. A little bit of sawdust on the floor because that's how they uh, keep it clean. And leaning disinterestedly on the end of the bar is uh, a, a, a tidy looking uh, orc uh, who appears to be just randomly cleaning a, cleaning a glass for no good reason. <laughs> um, I'm getting the strangest sense of nostalgia for my early life. Um, <laughs> I uh, I wander up to the counter. I I sit down on the bar stool. I go, "Good evening, Lord Air. I'm Ganley. What can I get you? Can I get um a a sensible quantity of the cheapest drink that you have on offer, please? I mean, there's water." That's alcoholic as well. Right. Okay. And he sort of goes off to, to one of the, the larger barrels. It's 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 clearly made in a very large batch. It's mm. the cheap and cheerful stuff. It is the, the underworld equivalent of Stella, I think. Nice. <laughs> uh, and, and he uh, pulls you a, a, a mug of this. Not a very large mug. And... Um, pops it on on the bar in front of you what are the other two of you doing by the way i'm i'm just i'm just sitting with uh with thrall over by the the window when we're just having a bit of a cuddle while uh while valerie gets it gets on with what she's doing it's like we we don't this is probably going to be a bit of a thing because we don't really have money and valerie wants to get drunk so i'm just i'm gonna leave valerie to it and i'll sit here with the thrall those two with you yeah they're with me are they drinking no just me not sure 
if you understand quite what kind of an establishment this is. Um, okay. Uh, how much, how much was it for this? That'll be three silver. Okay. Can the other two get water? I suppose, but don't hang out in here all night. I'm not going to hang out in here, all right, don't worry. And he, he um, gets a, a couple of very, very rough-looking mugs. These, these, this is clearly not his best silverware, mm. uh, so to speak. And, and he sort of clumsily thuds two tepid cups of water down with something floating in them. He might have just got these out of the washing-up bowl, and, and he doesn't look terribly happy. Okay. Um, there you go, your waters. Thank you, um, Valerie. Um, just just goes at this point of of um, shit. You might want to pay me for that first, friend. I, I, pu- I, I push three silver over the counter. It's been a pleasure. And he, and he swipes the uh, the silver off and uh, puts it in uh, a, a small drawer behind the the uh, the bar. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, Valerie just like goes at this at this mug of, of ale, um, like until there's nothing left, pops the mug back down on the counter, and just and just starts crying a bit. Like it's been a really really difficult few days, and she's only really had the time to like stop for a moment and let it all sink in. You know, I don't usually do the whole therapist thing until you've bought at least a couple of drinks i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not looking i'm not looking for that i just needed i'm sorry thank you um you bring in trouble here friendo you're looking pretty rough around the edges um i i don't think i'm bringing trouble here um not here here anyway um it's a long story I got time for long stories. Okay. Um I um basically give him a like a summary of what our what our adventure has been like so far. So you're telling me something just blew up your whole town, just came and, and destroyed everything? Pretty much. Did you get a look at what it was? We didn't have the time. Some kind of magic thing though. A lot of spells going on. Maybe. Around. Maybe. Sounds pretty nasty. Anyone else get out with you? Um, the um the girls from uh from the co-op managed to get out, but um we've not seen them since. It's good you saved your people. Family's important, even if it's not blood. Yeah. He sort of vaguely considers you. Um, slaps another uh, a drink on the bar. There you go. That one's on the house. Thank you for the story. Thank you very much. I, um, uh, Valerie, um, definitely nurses this one a bit more, um, but not too much because she feels like she needs to get out of the, um, get out of the bartender's hair a bit, um, just, like, give him a peaceful night. So, um, you're going to gather together at all, or will that, uh... I, I take this one, I, I take this one over to the, um, to the table, um, where, um, where Thrall, um, and, um... Well, th- sorry, where Thrall and Brilmara were sat. <sighs> you feeling any better for a drink? A bit. A bit. How how are you both doing? Oh, we're all right. Thrall's just happily sat here playing uh, 
playing playing with those figures from the uh, from the rat from the rat shack. Uh, That's good. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm all right. It's been a long day, and I could do with heading to bed, but I'm all right. We should probably find somewhere comfortable and dry to sleep. Where do you think you might find that? Um. Well, I guess here is an option, but um, I admittedly very stupidly, but um, but Valerie was in a, a bit of a bit of a state. Um, spent um, three of our four silver on alcohol, so. Yeah, you did. Um, so we don't have the horse anymore, but we could, I guess, still sleep in the back of the uh, the what's it? That would... back of the caravan. Back of the caravan. Yeah, yeah. There's, we can sleep in the back of the caravan. Okay, so you, you're gonna head back up. Yeah, let's go sleep in the back of the caravan Just for a moment. Okay, tired and exhausted, and in one case a a, a little bit little bit wobbly and and strangely aggy. I think it's something to do with that very, very cheap beer oh, you no. drank. Um, I, I hope you were respectful and took your mugs back to the bar. Um, of course. Good, good. You make your way out of out of Ganley's place, and he gives you a, a, a nod on the way out. You head back to the gate and uh, up to the surface world, and there is um, your caravan up on sort of... Wooden blocks. Somebody's stolen the wheels <laughs> and most of the frame above it. Um, this was clearly not a good neighbourhood to be parking your caravan. Evidently, in. apparently not. Um, all of the uh, the the chests in the back that had uh, equipment in have all been turned out. There is um, um, gaudy clothing and costume jewellery all over the floor, um, but um, you you, you managed to. Make yourselves a nice little cot in the the remains of the clothes in the in the back, okay. and are awoken far less hours than you would really have liked uh, to the sun just burning in your eyes, and um, somehow you're literally lying on the floor, and the entire caravan's gone. I also so is the rest of your money. I sort of like lean my head up and shift myself onto my shoulders to like give myself some leverage. Uh, I look around. Is there is there anything? Is there anything around, or is it just us? It's it's you and uh, a dead tree, um, which is is what stopped the the cart in the first place. Um, there is maybe a, a couple of small uh, wooden rings that are painted to look uh, like costume jewelry. They even took the costumes. Um, like desperate. They took the costumes. There's very little there. You're lucky you still have your shoes. Yeah, it's that kind of neighbourhood. Um, um, okay. Well, if um, if um, unless uh, Bromara and Thrall have already like woken up, I give them a nudge. Uh, what's going on? A caravan was stolen from beneath us, literally. How the fuck does someone steal a caravan from underneath <laughs> someone? I don't know. Fucking sorcery. Even how the fuck should this happen? I don't know. Let's just go get jobs. Uh, let's fine. Just go, let's just let's just go. Can jobs engage in <laughs> capitalism or something? Uh, are capitalist institutions of job employment offers generally open in the middle of the night? Oh, actually, yeah, that's a good point. What time is it? Oh, it's bright sunshine. The 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 sun is. Certainly, right in your eyes when you woke up. It's it's just at that angle that it was really getting right in your okay. face. Okay, all right. Let's go to the job 
Bureau, what's yeah. it? Well, we've been to the job bureau. We need to go to what is it? The polyarmory. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a bit tired. Only just woken up. That's all right. All right, let's go to the. Let's go wait outside the polyarmory. I take through all awake, and um, he yelps. I giggle um, and leaps up, uh, looking ever so slightly panicky. Um, does a, does a, a a sort of quick double take around, sort of um, skittish. And, and wondering where on earth everything's when, gone. Th- when Thrall catches my eyes, I give a, um, a, a, a bit of a slight grin. Uh, come on, we're going to go work. Uh, uh, and he grabs onto your sort of your arm or your trouser leg, and and clings onto you, looking around very warily. Uh, and uh, with with his other hand, he's checking his his pockets and his bag for literally anything. Um, he finds his figure. He's very happy that he still has mm-hmm. his figure. And you make your way back down into the. Oh, underdark. does he still have his necklace? Okay. He does still okay. have his necklace. Um, it seems to be made of quite plain green mm. stone. Um, so it doesn't appear to have any outward value, okay. uh, really, um, except sentimental. Um, he's, he's clearly had it a very long time and it's, it's quite smooth at the bottom and he's sometimes just for comfort seems to sit there and, and rub it oh. slightly. And so you head back down into the, uh, the underdark and as you approach, you see the door of the polyarmory thrown open by, uh, just an insanely tall half ogre at around eight foot two 325 pounds with a, a green eye uh, light gray hair she is massive and terrifying um she appears to be half ogre and half drow which is unheard of because ogres don't mate with drow that's interesting and where her left eye should be there is a large metal plate bolted to the side of her head, a hollow where oh the goodness. eye should be, and inside this floats a small red glowing ball of light, roughly the size of a marble, and it swivels in the socket like a pupil on an invisible eyeball. That is badass. Oh yeah. She wears simple leather knee-length shorts and a cloth vest top. She is literally made of muscle. That's glorious. Oh, bloody hell. I've got to do this myself again. Why? Why did I kill them? Why? I could have... No, no theft. We don't like theft. We don't like theft. No. <clears throat> right. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Um, hello, yes. Um, hi, um, my name is, uh, my name's Valerie. Um, and these are, these are my compatriots. Um, uh, Brilmara and Thrall. We were informed by the job bureau that you might have some work for us. Oh, Lauren sent you. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, all right, then come in. Okay. I walk in. Um, I look back to check that uh, Brilmara and Thrall are also coming in. Yeah, I'm following. And the Thrall looks scared of um, this woman. Uh, does Thrall hesitate at all coming through the door? A, a, a little bit, but he's, he's clinging, still clinging quite firmly onto you. Okay. Not going to comfort him at all, that's fine. I'm, no, of course I am. <laughs> I like, I like rub his head a bit. Oh. Yeah. Do you uh, have any experience working in retail? Um, in a roundabout sense, yeah. 
how's this for experience in retail? Um, I'm very good at being powerful, and if anyone tries to not pay for stuff, they're going to regret it. How does that sound as retail experience? That sounds very positive. And the, the little fella? Uh, the little fella is very, very good at um, customer interaction and um, very good at following orders. Uh on order, he did, like, rip someone's throat apart the other day, so I'm gonna say that he fits into the camp of very good at stopping people from not paying. And, uh, I have experience in, um, economics and, uh, managerial duties, though those skills are transferable into a, um, a retail assistant role, I think. Well, it's very good to know. Very good to know, indeed. So, uh, you, uh, honest, are you? Trustworthy? I, I I consider myself to be quite trustworthy. Um, obviously, I know that um, that requires a certain level of trust build up before before it can be confirmed. But um, I give you my word. I'm I'm nice and transparent. All you got to worry about with me is I like being powerful. Money is a form of power. I would like to get paid so that I am more equipped to be powerful. Pretty pretty easy. I, I there's not much to me. I uh, if. If you're paying me, I am happy because then I have more money and then can do more things. As long as you're happy with just getting paid and keeping your fingers out of the till. Because if I catch you stealing from the till, I'll cut off your hands and your feet. And then I'll break your teeth, your arms, your legs, and I'll throw you in the walk pit. And then I'll have someone cast gear wounds on you so it takes you bloody ages to die. Just like the last lot. And she points behind the till, and there, hanging up on the wall, are four pairs of hands on a, a, a piece of leather thong. That's reasonable. I quite like those body parts, so I will, you know, not dip my hand in the till. Or at least not in yours. That's very wise indeed. <laughs> the only time you'll ever see me dipping my hand in that till, in that till is to put customers' money in it. Very wise, very wise. And or to get their change out, that's also a part of how business yes, works. Yes, <laughs> Yes, indeed, indeed, well done. Right, then I think we have a bargain. I guess I have three new fine employees for this, the polyarmory. Ah, Excellent. you said the name of the thing! Oh, ah. yes. Thank you very much for joining us today in this polyarmory. Um... If you would like to tweet at us, we are at polyarmory SMR. That's P O L Y A R M O U R because we spell it in the English way. R Y S M R. Uh, or you can hash- use the hashtag polysmr. Uh, Laura, where can we find you? You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, wherever the heck have you. Otherwise, let's play video games or anywhere that's paid me money to write things. And George, what about you? Well, if you like video games and communism, you can go to jaffemeister.com. That's J A F F A M E I S T E R.com, uh, where I violently mash communism into video games and talk about how it makes sense. You can also see me occasionally doing that in 140 characters on Twitter, as well as talking about other things. I'm also the editor in chief at Indie Haven, where we talk about indie games in various different ways. Um, and you can also find me on Waypoint sometimes. I'd put up a couple of freelance pieces there sometimes. 
Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I am Jane. I can be found on um, Twitter as at ManiacJaniac, on SoundCloud.com as Jane Eris Magnet, where I also do a, a horror ASMR show called The Program, which is very close to finishing. So you can very soon mainline the whole lot if you wish to. And it's really um, scary. Yes, it is a bit much for some people. And mm. um, join us again sometime uh, in the Polyarmory. Thank you very much. Why don't you just, like, completely do the theme tune beatboxed in that style? That would be really cool. Fighting death and human horse, Thorson tried to kill them all. They escaped the vile moor, now polyamory start. Polyamory! <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That was-